It's top of the hour, Americans. And another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there or behind the lines, this is your song. the voices of Governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, and Dr. Eric Naputi of COVID-19 Research on this week's edition of Hear It Now. The area is receiving this broadcast. This message will be repeated in 10 seconds. Thirty-three, twenty-eight, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. We showed them the studies. We showed all this stuff. Nothing was done about it. We could have literally saved the lives of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans and people across the globe, if we would have implemented some of these, um, these strategies that we knew about early on. And, and they just didn't do it. And, and quite honestly, what we're asking for now is who's responsible. We have to hold people responsible for this stuff so that it doesn't happen again. Hear it now. Biograph Company, LLC, through affiliated broadcast radio stations and online media platforms worldwide, presents a document for air based on the news and the people who made it. All the voices and sounds you will hear are real and presented as they were recorded in the heat and confusion of a world in crisis. It is broadcast in the hope that the collection of these scraps of sound into a weekly recorded history will add another dimension to the understanding of the difficult days ahead. Hello, America and the world. Even with Washington, D.C. still under occupation of a socialist president or a socialist 
influenced president. The confidence of combating these socialist movements and communist agendas in the government, there is now another subject that plays within the leftist house of cards as it collapses. Governor Andrew Cuomo, after berating President Trump on COVID-19 issues, it has finally revealed that hundreds of nursing home people died as a direct result of Cuomo's policies. He did not admit that COVID-19 patients in those facilities were miscounted. The fatalities were miscounted. It has also come to light that after this, he and others have tried to cover it up by falsifying death reports. At first, Cuomo stated this was a conspiracy theory. The same vicious narratives that Joe Biden used about the 2020 presidential election and a typical narrative used by the uninformed fact-checkers. And what did Cuomo say about this? Look, whether a person died in a hospital or died in a nursing home, it's the people died. People died. I was in a hospital. I got transferred to a nursing home, and my father died. My father was in a nursing home, got transferred to a hospital, and my father died. People died. By the way, the same people are dying today. 96% of the people who die are older people with comorbidities, which happens to be the population that lives in nursing homes. Another cover-up, another scandal, but this time it is killing our loved ones, the elderly and infirmed. To shed light on this is Dr. Eric Naputi, a wellness doctor, a brilliant doctor whose mission is clear to shed light on the true COVID situation and to help people heal and get well. And today, Dr. Naputi is here with us. At the very beginning of the New York um, COVID crisis, Governor Cuomo went in and actually put COVID patients in nursing homes. He denied this. Uh, thousands, if not possibly now hundreds of thousands of people have perished because of this and the actual deaths that happened. First of all, I appreciate the opportunity to be on the program. I love what you guys are doing, and, and I'm all about getting the truth out, you know. So, you know, Thomas, about the, um, about the nursing homes, this is a really interesting thing. Uh, when we found out that was happening, we sent, um, we sent some really interesting letters as well as some documentation of some studies that were done. There was a huge study that was done in from 1998. It was a three to four year study. And what they did was they actually looked at uh, over 40 different nursing homes and looked at 30 to 40,000 individuals over the course of this three to four year term. And they looked at folks that were in nursing homes and they found out they looked at them and they looked at what nutritional deficiencies they had and what diseases they actually died from. And what was really interesting is this, is what they found was is that the 
if if the nursing home attendance levels of zinc were low, if they had inadequate levels of zinc, they had a 50% chance of dying from respiratory diseases and a 40% chance higher of dying of all-cause diseases. We were animate about all the nursing homes to please start subsidizing your nursing home residents with high-dose levels of zinc to prevent death. We showed them the studies. We showed all this stuff. Nothing was done about it. We could have literally saved the lives of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans and people across the globe if we would have implemented some of these um, these strategies that we knew about early on and and they just didn't do it. And, and quite honestly, what we're asking for now is who's responsible? We have to hold people responsible for this stuff so that it doesn't happen again. Without the proper information on this disease, people will perish. That is why it is so imperative that we as whatever journalists are left in this country have to get the information out to the people. Um, we got the same amount of censorship, um, of threats from our medical boards, um, of fear from you know the, 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 the FTC, the powers that be. They literally wanted us to cease and desist our communications about uh, natural remedies to help people you know, their, their survivability of this uh, disease. You know, my background real quick. So I'm a primary care provider in the state of Missouri. Uh, I've got 12 of my own practices. I train doctors all across the, the globe um, on wellness care. I have a doctorate in chiropractic. I've got a doctorate in natural medicine, um, several master's, bachelor's degrees, and a specialization in orthomolecular nutrition, which is what people commonly refer to as functional medicine. So I don't tell you that to impress you, uh, to, but to impress upon you that my background's a little bit right. diverse. I also uh, own two molecular labs, so I know a lot about the testing that's been going on. Um, I also am part uh, affiliated with, uh, with a hospital organization. So again, just to let you know that I'm a little bit more versed than the average doctor uh, in the healthcare system. And so basically, you know, I've, we've been talking about the truth in health and wellness for almost two decades now. And what we're saying now is really no different, Thomas, than what we've been saying for the past 20 years. Um, it just so happened that when, when COVID really came out uh, in, in the, uh, really, it was in the winter of 2019. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but we actually have blood tests now that go back. They actually looked at uh, blood samples from uh, Red Cross and other blood banks. Uh, they found um, COVID-19 antibodies uh, in the blood as early as November of wow. Well, in November, December of 2019, it was just different. It was really hard to get this persistent cough and this fatigue to go away. I'd never seen anything like it in my 20 years of being in healthcare. And, um, you know, there's a there's a 150-year-old homeopathic uh, remedy for prevention of viruses um, and uh, treatment of viral symptoms with using high-dose zinc. We've known, we know that zinc is what is called a... Um, 
is called a, um, well, zinc with ionophores stops the proliferation of viruses, all viruses, which means it stops them from regenerating and regrowing. And we also know vitamin D3 helps with viral, um, uh, keeps the load down and it stops viruses from infecting people in the first place. So I was, uh, just like always, we've been pretty active on social media and uh, it was uh, early April of 2020, had a video going whenever people were asking a lot about hydroxychloroquine. And what I had said on this live was, and by the way, we had, you know, some 9,000 plus people on this live video at the time on a nine o'clock at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday. And everybody was asking about hydroxychloroquine. And I said, you don't have to have hydroxychloroquine. What you need is quinine. Quinine is the precursor to hydroxychloroquine. It's the, uh, it's the natural form of it. It comes from the bark of a chicona tree. And what quinine does is it's an ionophore. What that means is it opens up the cell membrane and allows nutrients like zinc to get in. Well, when zinc gets in, Journal of Pathogen 2006 and 2016 shows that uh, zinc plus ionophores stops viral uh, load from multiplying. Um, oh. And basically it stops you from getting sick. Well, we were talking about that. I grabbed a bottle of, of zinc and um, tonic water and said, this is what we recommend for our patients. Well, that video went viral. Over 50 million people watched it. Um, you know, that's what really exploded the Common Sense Health Nation that, we, that we've been dealing with. We've always had 150, 160,000 people uh, in Common Sense Health social media pages. Then all of a sudden exploded over half a million, literally almost overnight. And uh, long story short, we started getting asked by all kinds of people, what are your protocols? What are you doing? So we know that high dose vitamin D3 is a um, is what's called an ACE2 receptor blocker. Right. So Thomas, you guys have all seen the picture of the, of the COVID virus, right? Which by exactly. the way, uh, COVID is a real thing. There's no question. We've known about, there, there are 36 other coronaviruses that we've identified since we've started identifying coronaviruses you know, 50, 60 years ago. And this, the little spike protein, what it does, it's like a sticker. Well, it sticks to your, what's called an ACE2 receptor in the body. Well, guess what stops ACE2 receptors from, from sticking to that spike protein? Vitamin D3 does. In right. fact, Journal of Nature Magazine 2020 says that it literally can prevent it by 77% if you have adequate levels of vitamin D3. So we started talking about D3. We started talking about zinc like we always have for 20 years. And I will tell you, um, we got the same amount of censorship, um, of threats from our medical boards, um, of fear from you know the, the 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 FTC, the powers that be. They literally wanted us to cease and desist our communications about uh, natural remedies to help people reduce the risk of infection and improve, you know, their their survivability of this uh, disease. And what we found was, was, was interesting about this, uh, we're talking about D3 and zinc and some other supplements that we recommend that work amazingly. And by the way, as of now, we actually have over 2 million people that we know of that have downloaded our protocols um, and are using our, our processes. Now these are actually used in hospitals and doctor's offices uh, across the globe to help mitigate uh, the disease. What we found was just appalling was that the quote-unquote you know, social media, the fact checkers, but the average age of a fact checker is somewhere around 19 and a half years old. You are a doctor. You do not care who it is. You're trying to heal people and to get the best alternative medicine out there that is the most uh, accessible 
to the people. And at that time, there was no vaccine. And, and you needed, they needed help. There was something that was out there. And to suppress that help, I think, absolutely is just absolutely appalling. Well, we know why. We know why now that was suppressed. I don't know if anyone's come on your program and really laid out and explained why. So here's here's kind of the, the lineage of all this. So first of all, you know, Congress granted the ability for the FDA to approve what's called an emergency use authorization uh, for the vaccine, okay, which basically right. means that emergency use authorization, it's not a licensed vaccine, right? A licensed vaccine can take, you've heard this, five to 10 years from the time that it's created to the time that it can come to market. Well, the emergency authorization utilization allowed for allows for experimental treatments and or preventative uh, medications to be used, but there has to be a certain parameter that they have to stay within, right? right? And this was this was agreed upon by our federal government and the FDA before they granted this to Pfizer, Moderna, and now Johnson & Johnson. Right. And so there were 17 criteria that had to be met. And one of those criteria was that there could not be any type of preventable or therapeutic out there that we knew about that actually showed better results than a placebo did. If there was a therapeutic or a treatment uh. out there that would stop or, or mitigate the infection, like ivermectin, like hydroxychloroquine, like D3, like zinc. Um, and by the way, we've identified multiple uh, medications now that could have been prescribed and could have saved people's lives. Um, if those were brought to the forefront, if you will, then the emergency use authorization could not have been granted. So there was a mass uh, uh, attack against anyone who was talking about any of those potential therapeutics to help people. And, and by the way, you know, doctors need to be doctors and politicians need to be politicians. When politics get into healthcare, that's where we get screwed up. And it's that's horrible. what we've seen. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So, Jonathan, if you think about this, if if we would have brought out the facts about ivermectin, the facts about hydroxychloroquine, zinc, literally zinc can keep the viral load down. If your viral load stays low, you don't develop COVID-19, which is the disease. Remember, SARS-CoV-2 is the virus. The virus then gets in the body if it gets a high enough viral load that causes symptoms. And this is something I want to make sure everybody understands. Right. If you don't have symptoms, you don't have COVID-19. By definition, COVID-19 is the disease caused by SARS-CoV-2. Uh, so the whole idea of asymptomatic is just ridiculous. It's the only virus that we've ever been concerned about asymptomatic spread with. So there was a political witch hunt, if you will, that basically said, we've got to suppress the information of all these like tens of thousands of doctors and professionals and scientists that are talking about what people can do to help themselves prevent sickness and disease. And that's really where the, the 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 suppression started with censoring all these doctors because they had to get the emergency use authorization pushed through for the vaccine. You are listening to Hear It Now, a weekly document for ear based on the news and the people who made it. The program continues immediately after station identification.
This is Hear It Now, a full hour of the news told by the actual recorded sounds and voices of the men and women who made the news. Once again, Hear It Now. Now, what most people don't know, and this is important, and you can go look this up, it is in the congressional hearings, and it's in the, the literally the write-up about the emergency use authorization. Congress says clearly that this is an emergency use authorization of a therapeutic, uh, of, a, of a vaccine that is not licensed. And because the fact that it is experimental in nature, and that's what it is, it's right. still experimental in nature, everybody who gets this vaccine enrolls into a two-year study um, to, to, they could be called and questioned at any moment about how they're feeling and how they're because doing. Because of the rush out, because of the quick rollout of it. Correct. Yeah. That, that if um, Congress says that you cannot, let me just repeat this, it says this clearly, it cannot be mandated while it is, is an experimental phase. So people that are losing their jobs because they're not getting the vaccine, people that are, are, are doing all these things, you have to have informed consent. It is clearly spelled out by Congress, but yet there's a ton of misinformation out there. People think that the vaccine is mandatory. No. People think it's licensed. They think that it's, you know, that by the way, they think it's been studied for efficacy. What you have just said, if they have a problem with their job about getting the vaccine and they have the right to refuse the vaccine, not saying that we encourage the refusal of a vaccine if you want it, that's fine. But if you are being to the point of extorted of having that vaccine, that they can write their representative and remind them of this edict that is in there where they are not required to have the vaccine. Am I correct, doctor? You're you're 100 percent correct. And the, the reality is this is that, you know, I think all of us on this 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 conversation agree that, you know, if you want to go get the vaccine, you should be able to go to the front of the line. Absolutely. And get it. But if you do not want it, that you should not be, and by Congress's declare that you cannot be forced to get this um, until it is a licensed vaccine. And people have to know this out there, that they have that right to do it, because that lack of knowledge, they're told possibly by an employer, you must do this. And if you write your representative, they cannot force you to take the vaccine if you do not wish to do that while it's in a testing stage, I'm correct in that. Am I correct, doctor? You're 100% correct in okay. that. In fact, but they have is... to know this. See, that's the problem is the knowledge, suppression of knowledge is the mainstay of the day and people get afraid of losing their jobs and the fear has to stop and they have to exercise their rights. And this is not political. This is just your rights, whatever beliefs you have to be able to exercise those rights that you personally believe. Thomas, you're 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 hundred percent correct. And and the reality is is that there now are attorneys and lawyers who have gotten together to educate uh, the community on this. And people can go to organizations like there's one that's called Make America Free Again, where there's a group of attorneys there educating people on their rights. There's a law called informed consent. And the reality is this is that most employers don't know that they're actually putting themselves potentially at risk for saying, hey, you have to get this. All we want, doctor is Latin for teacher. We just want to teach and educate people so they can make an informed decision. What you do with that information is up to you. Right. The information we're getting now is that it's mutating into different kinds of COVID 
viruses. What is your take on that? What can be done? And is it true? Is it not? Thomas, that's a great question. And here's my take on it. My take has always been what we should have done from the beginning of this. We should have uh, quarantined those that were highest at risk, right? Anyone, I don't know if you know this, but the average age of death of COVID-19 in America is 80 years old, right. okay? It's 81 in the, in Europe. Um, by the way, the, the average life expectancy in the United States is 79 right now. So just right. think about that for a minute. Right. We should have quarantined those at risk. We should have put our resources into those. And the rest of us should have gone out because we need to look at what are the major risk factors. We know, we know for a fact, this is what we know for sure. And I'm talking about any variant, any strand, any, any change in this thing, because, and I can talk about how the variants change from area to area. If you want to know like how that really happens, but the reality is it's really more, I'm going to tell you, it's more of a scare tactic because if you have number one right now, we know that 70%, 70% of individuals that had the most susceptibility to COVID-19 severity were overweight and obese people. Right. Those people we know, and there are things that can be done to reduce that. And, and we as a society should be working on that, number one. Number two, we know that if you're if you're low in vitamin D3, you have a higher chance of contracting the, the virus in the first place and severity, which then leads you to um, hospitalization, potential ICU, and then respirator, and then death. So we should be subsidizing every man, woman, and child with vitamin D3 to get them healthier. Everybody should be taking zinc as well. Zinc is the number one deficiency in America right now. It's almost impossible to get from a food source. I mean, it's crazy what we're doing with zinc right now. And so every man, woman, and child should be taking zinc. We need to be working on getting our immune systems healthier. Uh, we created a, 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 a protocol that is a, a flu and cold and virus prevention and treatment protocol. It's literally a one-sheeter that we put together that over 2 million people have downloaded, and they are putting these certain nutrients into play to prevent sickness and disease. And then there's a seven-day protocol for people to do, and we literally have tens of thousands of reports from people across the world that have put this into play. They said, hey, I did all this stuff. Uh, I took all the preventional protocol treatments. Everybody I know got sick except for me. Uh, I'm doing great. And oh, by the way, I've got antibodies now as well. So the, the reality is we need to put in the right work. And, and there's more work that needs to be done than just wearing a mask and, and trying to get a vaccine. We now know without a shadow of a doubt that there has been study after study after study. And people may say this is controversial, but it is not. Masks do not stop the spread of viruses, period. There's, there's, I did a debate on, on one of my radio shows with a PhD Nobel Prize winning scientist on this topic, and he lost hands down. We have 103 different reports and studies that show that they do not work. But what we do know is if you have adequate levels of vitamin D3 in your body it is an ACE2 receptor blocker. It can literally stop the spread of the virus by potentially 77% that individuals need to know. I think we need to be really clear on this because there's a lot of confusion and uncertainty out there. And I believe that's intentional. When you hear about the vaccine that's out, and again, I'm all about freedom to choose. If you want to get it, go get it. If you don't, then don't. But when you hear Moderna and Pfizer have a 94 and 95% effective rate, and now you hear Johnson & Johnson has a 60% effective rate, most people assume, they assume that that means it's going to stop them from getting the virus in the first place. 
Tony Fauci, Dr. Birx, the Surgeon General, NIH, CDC, FDA, World Health Organization, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson have clearly said that their definition of effectiveness means that it's going to potentially, not for sure, but potentially moderate your symptoms. Because remember, COVID-19 is the disease caused by SARS-CoV-2, and you can only have COVID-19 symptoms or COVID-19 disease if you have symptoms. Right. So, so that's why they're still telling you that even if you get the vaccine, that it's going to cause, you still have to wear a mask, social distance, all that stuff, because it doesn't stop the spread and it doesn't stop you from being infectious. Uh, so many of these fact checkers have been out there stating that it is dangerous the information that you and others are giving out that are actually harming people, they've actually put that out there. We've had posts of ours and broadcast pulled from social media. The truth is they are wrong. And here is the biggest issue. We have asked, we have, we have not just asked, we have literally had litigation where we've said, all right, here's what we want. All we want is to have a conversation. Give us an opportunity to put our facts against your facts. Give us an opportunity to have a panel. Let's go on national television. Remember like it used to be when there were three channels on and when the president Absolutely. was on, that's what you Absolutely. want. Let's turn on the TV. Let's put our panel of experts, your panel of experts. Let's have a let's have a dialogue, bait, not yes. a monologue, a dialogue. A dialogue and they, yes. they will not do it because they are scared to death because the one, the one type of communication that transcends everything is the truth. We are right about the mask. We're right about the the the, the testing is absolutely appalling. Um, it's so false positive. It's not even funny. And I'd love to speak to that if you have questions about it. Um, the the death rates, the way they changed and manipulated the, the death certificates, that hasn't happened in over 50 years. It happened in 2020. Um, the the fact that hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin D, and C. Uh, and and zinc all became a standard of care once the vaccine received its emergency use authorization. So literally the next week, once they were granted, hey, move forward with this, then um, then they allowed doctors to start prescribing those protocols, which we were prescribing before and we were getting um, censored. We were getting our medical boards coming after us. It wasn't partially politicized. It was totally politicized. What is your pushback? What is the pushback of your coalition to say, look, you said that we were quacks. You said that we did not know what we were doing. You fact check us without any kind of research. You shut us down. Now suddenly you are saying, hmm, you know what? Maybe you were right. Even though there's hundreds of thousands of people that died because of this, and there is factually, because if they would have gotten the proper treatment, they would have lived, including a lot of the people that were in the nursing homes. Even though they're older, everyone has a right to live. We are not doing a decrease the population agenda. And my point is, and it's very, very touchy with me, a touchy subject with me, how can doctors like you that are saving people's lives push back against this false, I mean false, narrative that's switching back and forth? Great question. And here's what we're doing right now. Number one, all of us doctors took an oath and our oath first state of that oath says first do no harm. 
And the second thing that we're supposed to do is everything legally, ethically, and morally in our power to help our patients, period. And those of us that truly abide by that oath, here's what we're doing. Number one, a group of us have got together, put our own money, time, energy, and resources together to give every man, woman, and child the opportunity to hear the truth. So we've developed a couple of websites. Number one, uh, we were giving away uh, D3 and zinc for people to have so that they can have it. We literally have procured another million bottles. So these are literally doctors that are going out. We're working. We're seeing patients. We're donating money to this so that we can give this back to the people. And it's a really easy website to remember. I'm going to give it to your people if they want to go there. It's really simple. It's freevitamindeals.com, freevitamindeals.com. We put that site together because it's simple. What's the website? It's that free vitamin deal website. Fantastic. Go there. You can get a free bottle of D3, a free bottle of zinc. That will help you so much it's not even funny. What else you can do on that site is we put together a one-sheeter PDF form of nutrients and supplements that you can take to, number one, prevent symptoms of sickness and disease, and then we put a protocol together, a 7- to 10-day protocol to do if you get symptoms and have disease. So we've done that. We also have a political action fund that we've done. We are going, I've spoken to, I've been in almost every state of the union except for, except for Alaska, speaking to congressmen and women, senators, governors, legislators. We're trying to get bills passed on transparency. I mean, who's going to say no to that? They're saying all the time on the, on the news, we just need transparency. Well, let's pass some laws on that. So we're working on that, testifying with CDC, NIH, all these other organizations. The doctors are doing that. But the biggest thing that we're finding, the most impactful thing that we can do, and yes, we're pushing back legally. You're going to see over the next couple of weeks to months some of the biggest pushback you've ever seen because we're not going to stand for this anymore. And there you have it, Dr. Eric Naputi, a true hero, shedding a light not only on COVID-19, but on all of the nefarious actions that are now being unveiled. I would like for everyone that is listening to take heed if you have any relatives in nursing homes or care facilities, please take care of your loved ones. And on that note, we want to thank Dr. Eric Naputi of St. Louis. This man is trying to bring and shed light on something that has been lost with all of the confusion that is happening today, with all of the politics, with all of the infighting. Our people are dying. COVID is very serious, but there is a cure. There is hope. There is actually more than hope. There's logic, and there is true medical knowledge by men and women. As such, like our friend, Dr. Eric Naputi. Again, in these times, the best thing to do is gather hope for a new day and a new dawn. And this will appear 
I guarantee you, soon. This has been Hear It Now, a document for ear based on the news and the people who have made it. Hear It Now is produced by Thomas R. Bond, associate producers Frank B. Marks and Lisa M. Bond. It is heard on broadcast stations as well as online platforms worldwide. This is a Biograph Company LLC production.